you like to mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Redmond's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We know that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we hear your word today, I thank you that barriers will be broken. Hearts will be receptive. And our minds will be expanded to grasp what what you have for our lives. And I thank you that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow the word today. And that, Father, truly, as we are obedient to your word, our lights are going to shine. And people are going to see our good works and glorify you who are in heaven. I give you thanks and praise in advance for being able to communicate the oracles of God to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series called Back to the Word. Everybody say Back to the Word. And this series is designed to make us aware of how important God's Word is for our lives. And our first lesson was about the position that God's Word should have in our lives. In other words, God started the world with the Word, which means that the Word should have first place or first position in our lives. Can you say amen to that? John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so our second lesson dealt with the place that the Word should have in our lives, which is within. Everybody say within. And one of the take-home statements we gave on last week was, when the Word is within, it will reduce our sin. Amen. And so today, our focus is what happens when the Word gets in. In other words, word in, faith out. So if you're taking notes today, I want you to write down today's topic, which is word in, faith out. And the purpose of today's lesson is to show you that when the word goes in, faith is designed to come out. And when faith comes out, we will not only please God, but we will also see the manifestation of his promises in our lives. So I want you to find two verses of scripture. Find Matthew chapter 13, verses 18. And then I want you to find Luke chapter 17, verse 5. That was Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. And then that was Luke chapter 17, verse 5. And this is one of these lessons that you need to purchase the CD. Because you're not going to get it all today. But it's one of those CDs that you have to play over and over to get into your system. Can someone say amen to that? So find Matthew 13. Matthew 13. 
And we're going to start in verse 18. And here's the first point that I want to give to you that relates to Matthew 13. In, in order for the word to go in and faith to come out, the word must be understood and not just heard. I'm going to say that again. In order for the word to go in and for faith to come out, the word must be understood and not just heard. Many believers hear the word, but they don't understand the word. And I'll show you the significance of understanding the word in just a second. Are you in Matthew chapter 13? All right, we're going to look. We're going to start in verse 18 and we're going to continue to read. He says in verse 18, here, this is Jesus talking, hear you the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the what class? The what? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then the wicked one comes and takes away the word that was sown in their what? In their heart. And this is he which received by the wayside. Look now in verse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump down. To verse. Uh, 23. In verse 20 says, 23 it says. But he that receives seed. Into good ground. Or the word in the good ground. Is he that hears the word class. They hear the word. Watch this now. And what else? They understand it. And after they hear it, and after they understand it, they're going to bring forth fruit. Watch this. Some 100, some 60, and some 30. Notice that the first thing is that we have to hear the word. And then after we hear it, we must understand the word. Can someone say amen to that? When the word is understood, listen to this now. The possibility of having faith dramatically increases. When we hear the word and it's understood, the possibility of faith that's in that word, it causes uh, the faith that we should have to dramatically increase. Because sometimes we can hear the word and faith don't come. And the reason why faith doesn't come is because faith that can't come to something you don't understand. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you in here uh, in grade school had to take some kind of math course or algebra? Let me see your hand. Okay. Now, how many of you attended class on the first day, never went back, and then went to the, to, to the uh, final exam and passed it? Let me see your hand. All right, we got one hand. One hand. Which shows that you can't understand algebra in one setting. You have to hear it and hear it and hear it. And then somewhere in your hearing, you begin to understand. And when you understand, you can produce some fruit. Well, the word works the same way. And many people, watch this now, many people confuse believing with, with having faith. And they're not the same. Write this down. Believing is knowing that God can. But faith is believing that he will. 
Oh, I'm going to say that again. Because, see, some of you all are wondering why God may not have performed some things in your lives. But, and you're looking at, well, I believe that. But, see, believing is just knowing that God can do something. But having faith is believing that he will do it. Amen. For example, you can believe that honoring God with 10% of your income or tithing is right, but not have faith to do it. Amen. How many here believe cussing is wrong? Let me see your hand. Amen. Most of us believe. How many, let me see your hand again. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I didn't see some hands. So that we got some cussers in the room. <laughs> when you believe. Oh, okay, let me, let me back up. You can believe that cussing is wrong, but may not have faith to stop cussing. I'm not going to ask for hands on that one. <laughs> Many people hear the word, but few people hear faith or understand when they hear the word. So I want to give you a take-home statement. I want you to write this down. The word must take root before it can manifest fruit. I'm going to say it again. The word, when you hear the word, remember, we're talking about word in, faith out. The word must take root before it can manifest fruit. In other words, you got, you got to have that word deep inside of your heart before fruit can come out of it. You have to keep hearing what you hear. And most people, they don't keep hearing what they hear. See, wait, let, me, let me give you an example. Let's take a combination lock. The power to get in the lock is the combination. The power is not just in knowing the combination. The power is in knowing the combination and applying the combination. So you can know something but not have it because the only way to have it is you got to produce some actions with knowing it. Can you say amen to that? So here's the problem. Let's go back now to Matthew 13. And I want to read verse 20 and 21. I want to show you something here. He says, but he that received the seed in stony places, it's the same who hear the word. Watch this now. And they go away with joy and receive it. Yet. They have no root in themselves, but they endure for, come on class, they endure for how long? They, they endure for a while. In other words, they start doing it. They stop cussing. They start tithing. They start giving. They start treating their spouses right. They start doing it, but watch this. They do it for a while, but when tribulation, when a bill comes up, when that boyfriend say, I don't want to be with you unless we work some arrangements out. I didn't get no amens on that one, but. When tribulation or persecution arises, watch this now, because of the word, he is offended. Notice that the word has to take some root before it can produce some fruit. And so the devil's job is to make sure that either you don't hear the word 
Or when you hear it, something comes up for you to be offended so it can't take some root in your life. Now go over to Luke chapter 17. Go to Luke 17 so I can get into the heart of what I want to say this morning. Luke 17. Here's point two that I want you to write down. In order for faith to come out when the word comes in, we must get the word in. I'm going to say it again. In order for faith to come out, the word must get in. Everybody say the word must get in. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus a marvelous question. We're going to start in verse 5. Luke 17, look in verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, read it with me, increase our what? Increase our faith. Man, what a wonderful question to ask the one who has the ability to do it. But before we see Jesus' answer and his explanation to them, let's just do a small review. First of all, we must see in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by what? Hearing Hearing and hearing by what? Okay, so in his explanation to them, there must be some words said for some faith to be increased. If it doesn't happen that way, then Romans 10, 17 is not right. So let's look now at Jesus' response. In verse 6, he says, And the Lord, come on class, and the Lord, oh my goodness, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing what? The word. And that's why Jesus is beginning to talk to them. He says, in order for your faith to increase, I got to tell you something. And that's what has to happen in our lives. In order for our faith to work, we have to hear something. In order for you to have a good marriage, a good relationship, you got to hear some good word on relationship. You can't watch the days of our lives. You can't watch as the world turns. What's the another ones these days? You can't watch the young and the restless because you're not young no more. So we see that Jesus is following this principle that for me to increase their faith, I have to say something to them. So he says, and he said, if you had faith, watch this now. As a grain of mustard seed. Now notice now, we're talking about word in, faith out. So now he's telling them some word. He says, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, watch the process now. He says, you might say unto the sycamore tree, be plucked up by the roots and be planted in the Tennessee and it shall obey you. Notice now. He puts something with the faith. He says, after you hear faith, faith now has to come out of you. Because he says, if you have faith, you got to say something. He just said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might what? You might say. The only way to know 
if you have the word in and faith coming out is if you, you are purposely out of your mouth declaring what God's word says. Amen. Now go to Mark 11 real quick. Mark 11. Go to Mark 11. You all are doing pretty good as a class this morning. Hopefully I can finish my lesson. Mark 11. And we're going to look in verse 22. Because faith will make you say something. But watch this now. But fear will make you say nothing. Faith, when you have faith, it's evident by you declaring something out of your mouth. But see, fear makes you say nothing. Or fear will make you say the opposite of what faith is. And see, when you were born again, God did not give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Listen, fear has no right to be in your life. So when it's time for me to step out and obey what God told me to do or for me to begin to declare God's dreams over my life, I'm not scared. I'm not worried about if it's going to happen. What I'm knowing is that the word is going to produce as long as I begin to declare it. Now watch Mark chapter 11 because we're going to see this principle in Jesus' life. In verse Chapter 11, verse 12, it says, And on the morrow they came from Bethany, he was hungry. He saw a fig tree having uh, leaves, and he came to see if there was anything on it. And when he came to it, he found what, class? He found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Watch this now. And Jesus answered, he talked to the situation, and he said, No man is going to eat from you hereafter forever. And the scripture says, and here's the point, His disciples heard him. Because anytime you are operating in faith, you should be saying something. You know why your business has not escalated? Because your mouth has not. And you know why your mouth has not escalated? Because your heart don't have the word full of it. See, when you're full of something, it's going to come out of you. How many have been drunk in here before? Let me see your hand. Now, I know more people in here have. I didn't say, are you drinking now? I, I asked, have you been drunk before? Okay, there we go. That's a better representation. Some people call liquor liquid courage because, see, b- before you were too timid or too ashamed to Ask this woman to dance, but you got full of that liquid courage. And you talked a game on that woman. Well, when you get full of the word and it's in you in abundance, you'll begin to declare things that God has said for your life, whether you see them or not. Because see, you ain't going to see them until you begin to call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Notice now in verse 22. Well, look in verse 20. It says, and in the morning they passed by and they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. It must not have happened instantly or they'd have said something. 
But overnight, Jesus' faith, he had already, watch this now, believed that he was going to receive. See, that's why believing is now and manifestation might be later. But I don't mind if manifestation is later because I have believed for the manifestation right now. Notice in uh, verse 22, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, How faith in who? Jesus is saying, this is how you have faith. The next verse says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall what? Shall say. You cannot be walking by faith if you're not saying something. Amen. Faith is knowing God can. Fear is believing that he can't. Now go to James 1 as we wrap this up. Go to James 1. See, because in order for your faith to work effectively, there are three things you have to do consistently. I'm going to say that again. Go to James chapter 1. In order for your faith to work effectively, you must do three things consistently. And see, sometimes as believers, we want to we blame non-manifestation on God. Well, and then let me just say this to you. You might want something, and God may not want it for you. You may not be ready for what you're asking God for. You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Okay, how many in here have kids under six? Let me see your hand. Okay. Now, would you allow them to drive your automobile right now? Huh? No, you wouldn't. Listen. They're not ready to drive an automobile. So they can pray every night, Lord, please bless my parents to give me a Cadillac. And even if you heard their prayer, and even if you bought the car, they couldn't drive it till they got their driver's license. And sometimes, listen, we confuse, watch this now, non-manifestation with patience. See, the scripture says, Follow those who through faith and patience have received the promise. So we confuse non-manifestation with patience. See, sometimes we just need to wait a little bit. See, that thing you trying to buy or that person you trying to buy based on my... (laughs) Maybe you're not ready for that. And God is trying to just develop you a little bit more and a little bit more. It doesn't mean he doesn't want you to have it. It just means that you need to mature into it. That was good right there. So here are three things you must do uh, uh, consistently. Number one, you must have works. We read in the Bible in several places That faith without works is what? Dead. You can just write down James 2.26 because that's one of the verses that it says faith without works is dead. So we have to have some works. We can't sit around and say we're having faith and we're doing nothing. Even if you have, let's say you need a, a job. Let's say you have no car or gas to get there. 
it still doesn't stop you from confessing that you got one. Because when, once you confess that you have a job, God has to provide for your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So the car and the gas will show up when you make the confession that you have the job. Here, you're confessing for a job, but you won't, you won't even be able to pay for it until you have the, the job, the car. Well, you, you, you don't have the car until you have the job. Amen. So you got to have works. Then here's number two. You must speak some words. We just covered that. So, nothing in, nothing out. And some of us, we give up too quick. Because we live in this microwave society. You pray a prayer over your husband like it's hocus pocus. You wave your hand over him. You touch the Apollo rock. You put a Bible under his pillow. And then put some oil on his head and inspect him the next morning to wake up speaking in tongues. It's not going to work like that. (laughs) You got to have some words being spoken. Amen. But here's number three. You must not waver in what you're believing. Now go to James chapter 2. Watch verse 26. This is so good. Watch this now. It says in James 2.26. Uh, you know what? I told you to go there. I don't want you to go there. I want you to go because I'm going to read that one. Go to Matthew 21. Go to Matthew 21. Go to Matthew 21 and we're going to start in verse 21. In James 2.26 it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now in Matthew chapter 21 uh, I tell you what, you know, stay over there in James because I'm going to show you something. Go back over there. Go to James 1. Let me show you this while we're over there. James chapter 1. Let's look in verse 5. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Let him ask who? Let him ask God. That gives to all men freely and upbraided not. And it shall be given to him. Watch this now. But let that person ask how, class? Let him ask in faith. Which means that I can ask and not be in faith. In other words, you can ask God for something. But you don't have the word inside rooted to produce the fruit that you're asking for. He says, let him ask in faith. Not what? Not wavering. For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And let not that person think that they're going to receive anything from the Lord. Watch this now. A double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. He says if you start wavering, you are unstable. Now go over to Matthew 21. Let me show you this word wavering again. Because, see, we don't realize that wavering means to doubt. In Matthew 21, starting at verse 21, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, have faith. And what? And doubt what? And doubt not. Now, the word doubt there is the same word wavering. 
over there in James. When you look up the, 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 the uh, Greek word, that word doubt is the same word wavering. Now, you can write down Romans chapter 4. Let me see how much time I have. I got time for one more scripture. Go to Romans chapter 4, Romans 4, because we're going to apply this thing starting today. Because for God to open some doors for you in 2012, you have to open your mouth. If you're not satisfied with the manifestation you currently have, maybe it's because you don't have enough word in and faith coming out. And it's so easy to blame somebody or society. See, once you become a kingdom citizen, I now, watch this now, I'm absent from the statistics of the world. He said, be not, listen, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. So watch it. Even though I might be in the world, I'm not living by the principles that it's lived by. Just because things are going bad over here doesn't mean they have to go bad for me. In Romans 4, in verse 19, if you're there, say I'm there. It says, and being, talking about Abraham, and being not weak in what? Faith. He considered not his own body when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He, Abraham, he staggered not. The word staggered is the same Greek word for the word doubt and wavering. Now, you know what it's like to stagger because most of you all's hands went up when I asked. Had you been drunk before? Watch what happened. Because his faith was strong, he staggered not at the promise or the word of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded of the word. Being fully persuaded of what God had promised, Abraham was able to perform. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When we were having Landon, y'all heard the story, but I'm going to tell it again. Because see, some of you all are trying to have a baby and you're having a problem. And the problem is having you and not you having the problem. We were ha- trying to have Landon. And I remember we were, we were starting a church and I told my wife, I said, babe, you know, we don't want to try to have a baby and start a church at the same time. That's not wisdom. Okay. So we're fine. So. Now it's time to us to start trying to have Landon. And so, you know, we started practicing on a real, real regular basis. No Landon. So my wife, you know, being the family doctor, decides she needs to go see the doctor to see if everything's okay. She goes to the doctor. They find out she wasn't ovulating. Well, you have to ovulate to have a baby. That's what they told her. So then, I think she went almost a year to get her blood tested. Every week to see when she was ovulating so we could make it happen. (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. So Dr. Mrs. Pastor Sarah wants to ask... Pastor Evan to go to the doctor and get checked. 
to make sure I'm firing bullets. I'm just keeping it on the clean level. In my mind, I'm fine. You know why? Because I done done this once. I know I can do it again. I got proof, name heaven, to prove it. But now Dr. Mrs. Pastor Sarah wants me to go to the doctor. So at high resistance, I go to the doctor. Yes. And I get checked and I don't have enough army men. I'm going to put it like that. I had some, but to them, I didn't have enough. But see, in my mind, all I needed was one. So I'll never forget, y'all laughing, but I'm serious. We went to the doctor to go do the whole in vitro thing. We go to the doctor. He do this, talking to us about this. So finally, we get down to see the the real doctor, and he says, uh, "Maybe you all need to go home and talk about this and make sure it's something you want to do." And I'm like, "Well, we wouldn't want to do it if we weren't here." So I said, "Well, why wouldn't we want to do that?" He said, "Well, because you know, some people have to go and look at you know financially what it's going to cost." So I said, well, how much does this cost? He said, well, it starts at 10,000 and it's not guaranteed. And that's per situation. I say, say that again. He repeated it again. I thought I missed something. I looked at my wife. I said, listen, we're not going to pay somebody to do something we can do for free, baby. (laughs) See, because, you know, in the process, my wife had been drinking doubt. And she was staggering. I don't want a baby. I don't know. I don't see the baby. I'm standing still, baby. We can do it. We've done it before. We can do it again. So I look at the doctor. I said, listen, I'll see you on the other side. Because when you're standing in faith, you have no doubt. And when you have no doubt, God has to come through with what you're believing. Because if he doesn't, he's a liar. And the Bible says... God cannot lie. Did you get something out of the word this morning? Give the Lord a hand clap if you would.